0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio
1: Player app. Let's talk about caring for seniors in British Columbia now. And I dare say most seniors, they get older, want to remain in their own home for as long as possible. Now, in sometimes you have a case where There's not much of an option for a senior to have to go into a nursing home or some other sort of uh, care outside of their own home. But I would think that most seniors, aging in place is the goal, to remain in your home as long as possible. And that, I think, should be the goal for us as a society and a province. So home care obviously then becomes a very critical piece of the puzzle here. What kind of services can we provide to seniors in their own homes so they can stay there as long as possible. Brand new report out on this today by Isabel McKenzie, the seniors advocate for the province of British Columbia, that takes a, a, a close look at the cost of this with some surprising findings. And I'm very pleased to welcome her to the show. Hi, thanks for coming on.
0: Hi, Mike. Thanks. My pleasure.
1: Okay, I'm right on that, right? Seniors, want they want to stay in their own homes as long as they can, right?
0: They do. That's the overwhelming yeah. message we we hear. And we just completed a survey that actually reinforced that. When we asked people who are currently aged uh, 75 to 85, where do you see yourself in 10 years when they're 85 to 95? The majority still see themselves in their own home.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, that's where we all want to stay. So I think home care is obviously a big component on that. But you're you're raising the alarm today about the cost of home care, right?
0: Well, there's two things, uh, Mike. The cost of home care to the senior, which is uh, a backward incentive where we, uh, through our daily copayment rate that we charge, we are making a senior on an income of $28,000 pay 8800 8, uh a year for a daily visit of home support. That is about uh, 30%, uh, give or take, of their income. If we put that same senior into uh, long-term care, the taxpayer is going to pay about $31,000 more for that person oh. to be in long-term care than we would pay to give that person uh, two hours of home support a day. And uh, the average home support is far below two hours a day.
1: Okay, the home support program, so this is a uh, services that provides services to seniors in their home, and it's subsidized by the provincial government? Is that how it works? In theory.
0: So uh, every province has a version of this program. Most provinces don't charge for it. We do in British Columbia, and we have the highest charges of anybody who does charge. Wow. And it is the, it's a program where somebody, a care worker called a community health worker, CHW, comes into the home. They might help somebody get up in the morning, get dressed, uh, give them their morning medications and then be on their way and the person can can get going for the rest of the day. They might come back later in the day and and help the person get into bed. Um, we care for some fairly complex clients in the community where we're providing a lot of service and we're doing tube feeding and um, dressing uh, changes and things like that. But the idea is that we can provide, the public will help support you a little bit at home because it's more cost effective for the taxpayer than paying for you. A long-term care bed in this province costs about $80,000 a year and the taxpayer pays the majority of that.
1: Right. So it makes economic sense to keep people in their homes as long as we can.
0: Yes, it does. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. So eight thousand eight hundred dollars a year for a senior for uh, home care services. I mean, that's got to be. I mean, how how do you quantify that number as as in terms of affordability?
0: Well, I don't think it is, and uh, it's a it, the charge goes up the more you earn. So the twenty eight thousand dollar a year person is paying eighty eight hundred. But the $56,000-a-year person uh, is paying $20,000 a year for their home support, and the $80,000-a-year person is paying $30,000 a year for their home support, um, and they'd save about $15,000 a year by moving into long-term care. We, the oh. taxpayers, would pay a lot more.
1: Okay. So it seems like the incentive should be working the other way around. You know, We should have an incentive to keep people in, in their homes, right? So what, what are you recommending on this today?
0: Well, I think we've got to have a much more progressive approach to the cl- to the client rate. I mean, one of the things, Mike, that jumped out, the big number, was the 61% of seniors admitted to long-term care who had absolutely no home support in the months prior to their admission. Uh, that's a big red flag that should be prompting a lot of questions, as it did for me. And when you drill down and try to find out why is that, the thing that pops is, well, a whole bunch of them can't afford the public home support we offer, wow. they can afford the publicly subsidized long-term care, oh, and the no. incentives should actually uh, be working the the other way. Yeah. So uh, a more progressive approach like we see with Pharmacare, where a person is charged 4% of their income, they, they have to pay up to 4% of their income for their medications, and then we kick in after that, so you only have to pay a certain amount, Having Taking that approach to home support uh, copayments, I think, would be a good progressive approach. And then for the people who are receiving home support, the other thing we found is that certainly for those at high, high care need levels, at, um, at very high and high risk of placement in a care facility, we're falling far, 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 far short of the four hours a day, which has always been the tipping point about when you would go into long-term care. And we also talk a little bit about a client-direct funding program because I think for a lot of families, uh, particularly if they're making the decision to put mom or dad into a care facility or their husband or wife into a care facility, and it's a very uh, agonizing and heart-wrenching decision, um, part of it is because they can get four hours a day, but it comes in, in bits and bobs, and really if we just turned the funding over to them, they could manage to care for their mom or dad at home the taxpayers would be better off, and the families would be happier. And we have a little bit of a client direct funding program out there, but it's very bureaucratic and very frustrating for families to access.
1: Okay, I'm speaking to Isabel McKenzie. She's British Columbia's independent seniors advocate about her brand new report out today on home care services in our province. I mean, I think that's um, kind of a topsy-turvy uh, funding uh, system that you, you've just described there that may, may surprise a lot of people. What about the level of care that seniors and the quality of care that seniors are receiving in British Columbia right now? I know this is another key concern you have.
0: Well, I certain in terms of the quality... Um, we had some feedback through our home support survey that was a little bit encouraging that that uh, when the worker is there, uh, a lot of people think they have uh, some of the skills that are needed, not all of the skills, and so there's an opportunity for improvement there. But when we look at the actual service levels, how many visits a day, how many hours a day, um, we're definitely falling far short of where we should be, particularly when we look at the uh, complexity, and the chronic conditions of the people we're delivering the care to, we're able to see in our review not just how many hours people are getting, but we can see what their level of, we call it complexity or acuity, and what conditions they have. So we we can tell how many hours they should be getting um, versus how many hours they are getting, and there's a big gap between the two.
1: Okay. If our goal is to keep seniors in their homes as long as long as long as possible, Um, should we therefore be working to reduce those fees that you described to make it affordable for seniors to stay in their home?
0: Yes, I think there's a big group of people who, when they're told what their daily rate is, they say, no thanks. We can tell by looking at the income. They're not turning around and buying it privately because they haven't got the money. Um, And I think we need to do a better job of uh, getting them access to the service because we know based on the health of the population, health conditions of the population over 85, where 41% have high complexity chronic care conditions, uh, and only 16% are getting home support, that there's a big gap there between who should be getting it and who is getting it.
1: Is there an opportunity to actually save taxpayers money here if we can make it more affordable to keep people in their homes by reducing their fees? You might think, well, it's going to It's going to cost taxpayers more money, but does it actually work out as a savings in the long run if we can keep them out of a more expensive home care situation?
0: It does, and especially as we look at increasing demand in the years ahead. So the, the tipping point is four hours, Mike. And at that point, you know, it's a bit of uh, six of one, half dozen of the other, depending on your particular income and the cost of the care home. At right. three hours, it's unambiguous that, you know, three hours of home support is less expensive for us to provide than the subsidy for long-term care. And the 4,200 beds that are occupied right now are by people who could be cared for in the community. Those beds would be filled tomorrow. Um, by the people who really need them. We do have uh, an increasing demand for long-term care beds. And so I think that making sure that people are in the right place uh, at the right time uh, is very important. And we talk a lot about alternative levels of care in the hospitals. Well, we also have alternative levels of care in our long-term care facilities.
1: Very important report today from you today. Thanks for coming on. Talk about it. Okay, appreciate it, Mike. Thank you very much for your interest. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Isabel McKenzie, the independent seniors advocate for British Columbia with some uh, interesting analysis there on the cost of home care.